0: Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Paola Nett, and she's a certified leadership, transformational, and self-development coach. She's been offering insights from 15 years of working with leading-edge global corporations, including Viatris and Singeria. And, and she's dedicated herself to helping people transform their professional and personal lives. Uh, she is founder of My Mind Power Coaching and Consulting and author of the new book, The Success Mindset. Take back the leadership of your mind. Now, not only that, she's a dedicated mother. She's a dedicated business person. And and she does so many things. It is beyond belief. So we're going to go and look into some of these things and look at some of the, the misbeliefs that go on in the business world. So welcome, Paola.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Laika. It's a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about some of the things that we say about business that, and maybe think about business that maybe we shouldn't be
1: thinking. Well, you know, the business world, I think most people have that image in their head that is a competitive jungle. That uh, you have to be uh, firefighting all the time and jumping up positions to to gain uh, power or recognition. I think most people have that that uh, that view of the corporate corporate world. But actually, um, nowadays I think more and more corporations are looking to let's say humanize more. The relationships at work to, to put more emphasis on people factor on and bring back that question uh, to the employees like okay um how can we combine uh, the the activities you do for us uh, with giving also some some meaning to you to your life uh, to basically connect also with what gives you energy, but motivates you and, and bring it together at the workplace.
0: Yes, and, and I think we also have had this ability now to press the reset button. And, and people that don't want to work for a company don't have to work for a company anymore. They've been freed from living that nine to five existence in a three by five cubicle and going to work and just hating it all day long and just literally saying, I don't want to be here. I'm only here to pay the bills.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's that's absolutely the question that I will ask everybody. I mean, the corporate world is not for everybody. And uh, you have the power to decide if, if this is something you really want to do or if you would prefer to open your own company or develop your talent and link it with a a kind of service you can provide to societies. So I think um, the limiting belief that you have to take a nine to five job to pay the bills is is falling apart. Now we get more awareness that you can really um, exploit your talents and it's more sustainable, you know, because when you love what you do, it's the, that spark, that creativity, that energy you put up in, you put up the hours, you put up the thinking because it's fueling you from the inside and not from an external pressure or because your boss tells you what to do. You know, it comes from you.
0: Now, another big social pressure out there is social media. I mean, people think they have to live on social media. They have to breathe social media. If they're not posting to social media three times a day, minimally, they're not living. You don't believe that. How do you, how do you get people outside of that mode?
1: And that's a great question because social media is basically driving our lives nowadays. Um, especially the younger generations that grew up thinking this is normal, but probably you and and I also saw a bit of other reality before this became uh, so embedded in our lives, that there is a life outside. And I think we forgot also to look at our craftsmanship and to do things with your hands, not just not to be always scrolling with your phone and typing and, you know, but There is certain pleasure in in, in doing things with your hands, in uh, painting or cooking or or building something. Uh, I think when when you try to look at activities offline, that that will bring back a lot of of joy and and staying in the present moment. So I, I recommend that a lot to my clients. Uh, to, to look for a hobby that is offline, to uh, go for walks in the nature or to practice some some, some craftsmanship.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's important to put away these cell phones. I think it's important to use them as tools. I think it's important to not let them drive you. Uh, because it's too easy to be a prisoner of technology. It's too easy to just literally let it, it run everything for you, and and without you know that is a, an evil in itself, and and becomes something that, and just as evil is is letting us let Hollywood actors and actresses set their values and their goals on us i i think it's wrong for us you, you know it's it's good to have certain people that we put on a pedestal but you got to remember these people are just people and even though they have a big following they're just big they're just people
1: yes and uh you have to question whether that kind of life they are uh, imposing on us uh, that view of, of luxury uh, superficial and consumption, if that's really something that brings you joy and, and gives your life a meaning. And I think what I have found in, in my practice, and uh, normally I coach people that have certain level of success or reach certain milestone in their lives and they get a stable life, a good salary, maybe a, a nice house and still wake up and feel empty and uh, anxious and even depressed because they think something went wrong i don't find meaning anymore and i think it's when you follow the path of of others and uh, you saw all your life you should get certain material things or you should follow certain paths and then you go you think you're doing the right thing because others are doing it too and then one day you wake up and and You get this great awakening that uh, something was missing along the way to hear your own truth about who should become what, what is giving you real meaning.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's hit the airwaves there in Switzerland, but there was a travesty in New York City where a young 30 year old, uh, former Miss America beauty queen committed suicide by jumping from the 30th floor of a high rise in New York and literally did herself in because uh, she thought she turned the age of 30 and she felt her life had no meaning.
1: Wow. That's very strong.
0: That's very sad. That's very sad to live a a high life and, and to be a person that has been at a pinnacle, and at the age of 30, deciding that there's no meaning to her life.
1: Yes, and that's how you see It's an example, a tragic one, but a good example that shows you that to reach the pinnacle of success, or even if it was a model, it was a beauty. She had everything, uh, health and, and fame and still felt that something was missing and uh, this is quite dangerous in in our society. I think we have been following the wrong path and uh, that's uh, basically the premise of my book of the key message that you have the power to redesign your, your, to rewrite your story and really follow what you truly love.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, There are a lot of people turning to drugs right now. I think there are a lot of people turning to alcohol. I think there are a lot of people turning to other addictions now because they have pains and they're finding an easier way out by doing these things. And and I think many of the drug overdoses we're seeing are not just drug overdoses. I think they're suicides that are actually happening.
1: Yeah. Yes, and this is a clear signal that um, that really they they lost their way to the the way to go back to who who they really are because um, you know also fear is a strong psychological weapon and uh, most people are terrified and actually terrified to find out who they really are.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's a very sad statement about what happens, and I think it's a very sad statement about what's going on in the world. But the good news, the good news is people have it in their power to create more powerful habits and do powerful things. And and you've you've written about them, so perhaps for the next little while you can spend a little bit of time. And give us five simple ways, people that can that they can create these beautiful habits, and and that will align with their personal and professional goals. Let's talk about those for a bit.
1: Right. Yes. Um. You know, to create a new habit, it's it's not so difficult as man think. Uh, sometimes people believe that uh, they have no choice. But as you rightly mentioned, we, we have every time in our lives, we have a choice to, to follow a different path if, if it's not leading us to, to the right one. And one of the first things to develop uh, new habits is to identify which habits are not taking you from where you want to be. So really make a self-introspection and ask yourself, okay, if I look at my day, the activities I'm doing, where I'm spending my time, is this helping me or is leading me to a completely wrong path? Uh, is this giving me a satisfaction in the long run or is, or I'm just passing the time? So self-awareness in your own habits is the very first thing that, that we should uh, take into account. Once you recognize certain habits, uh, then it comes the hard part, no, because you have to change them and we don't like change, we are animals of habit uh, we tend to recognize fairly quickly where, what we are not doing right, but it's not very easy to change it <laughs> in a sustainable way. So the second thing will be um, to take the conscious decision to change a limiting habit or a limiting belief and basically... Keep a very uh, strong discipline in um, in in repeating that uh, new habit. For example, stopping uh, like with alcohol, for example. Uh, if you realize that uh, it's really um, consuming a lot of, of your energy or time or you don't have a, a limit on it and you recognize it, You have to, every time you try and fail, you have to be conscious of it. And, and at one point, um, after a while, you, you can, um, stop slowly or reduce it. And I think awareness is key there. And the second is repetition. The third, um, the third one will be, um, Look at what is your vision in life or, or try to connect what you're doing with your North Star with something that a project, a cause, uh, something you, you really look forward to achieving in life. And also compare if, if these values, these habits you're, you're having are, are aligned. If you know where you're going is very, is more easy. To, to find where you are deviating, than if you don't know where to go. So having a strong vision also helps.
0: No, that's very important. That's very important, and uh, having a big vision is not. I, I would say you should always not just have a small vision, but have a big vision. I, I think people always underestimate what they can do and what they should do. I I mean, people have a lot more that they could really do if they so believe it, if they so look at it. I, I think when people meditate, they should think with their eyes closed of a balloon that grows and grows and grows. And it should be as big as the room and then as big as the city and then as big as the country. And, and that should be the vision that you have. That's how big your vision should be. Because if you limit it to less than that, I think you're doing yourself a disservice.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's also the the message I, I try to transmit to, to the readers that a vision should be something beyond your own area of influence, it should really target something much bigger. It's how you, you see the, the world will change if if you will reach that vision. What is the transformation that, that will happen in a positive way? And really reach out to to the stars or beyond and, and really try to go there. And it doesn't matter if you don't end up there. I don't think the goal is to end up reaching something. What is how you are becoming every time you are, you are reaching that or trying to reach that? That's the real journey. That's, that's the real transformation.
0: Well, if we didn't reach for the moon, we would have never gotten there. If we did not reach for uh, everyday people getting into space, we would have never gotten there. You know, these are things that are very, very possible if we let them happen. You know, we could we would never be able to fly if if the Wright brothers didn't invite and in, invent a plane at Kitty Hawk, you know, and and literally prove that we could fly, you know, that it was something that could do. And look how mass flights occur around the world every day, every minute of every day. How many people travel that way?
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, also. Some people think, okay, I will never reach that. So that's why I don't dare to dream that high. But it's not that you have to reach something enormous, but your contribution to it uh, will, will probably transform societies, will, will drive a change, uh, a positive change in, in our societies. And I believe we, we should all tar- target to, to go towards that too set the highest dream you can think yourself of and just go there and where you will be you will end up will be much much bigger than you ever thought possible
0: yeah and how do people do that well i always say take little baby steps how do you get there you know choose three little things to do to get you towards your goal and do them every day the more you do those three little steps the better it'll be and the quicker you will get there. It doesn't have to be that you have to run, you know, if you wanted to run a marathon, you don't have to run the marathon right now. Slowly, slowly work yourself up to the point that you could run that marathon. Slowly get there. You don't have to do it right now.
1: Yes. Yes, I I totally agree with that statement. And actually, that's one of the things that are, are, are one of the pillars in the book that uh, every big achievement starts with a tiny step or what like Lao Tzu also said in his philosophy a thousand miles uh, journey starts with one step one step at a time and it's important that that you keep a vision and that you keep uh, a straight line towards you know where you want to go and then every day try to do little steps. Doesn't need to be a huge activity, but the accumulation of those little activities over time will will take you farther than than you ever thought possible. Yeah, I
0: think that's very important. Well another thing you write about in your book is how to overcome the fear of failure. Because many people are afraid to do something because they're going to fail. And so they're not going to get even started because they're afraid they're going to fail. What do
1: you have yes. to say about that? I believe there are two types of fear that stop us. One is the fear a priori. I call it is before taking action. It's just the thought of, of doing something that is new or that has a lot of uncertainty about the outcome. And that's, one of the most dangerous fears because you act over an imagined danger now there's also the 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 constructive fear let's say where you start doing an activity and you feel afraid while doing it but you keep doing it anyway and that builds your resilience so when we identify which what is the fear that is stopping us is mainly the one a priori the one before taking action and i believe that's the one we have to target to recognize it and to decide to act in spite of it because um as i mentioned it's a psychological weapon against ourselves it's like uh, sabotaging or or existence by fearing to live and uh It's completely unnecessary because we are alive. We are here. So what's next? (laughs) What act?
0: Yeah. To me, the word fear means false expectations appearing real. So, (laughs) you know, 95% of the things we fear never come true. Okay. And the 5% of things that come true, actually just teach us a lesson. So really, there's really nothing to fear because if you're afraid of something and 95% of it's going to happen, so what? And, and if it does happen, the answer is, so what? Because it's going to teach us a valuable lesson that will carry us further onto our goal. So all that time worrying, all that time spent on on. Being fearful is wasted time. So, you know, there are techniques to help a person get over that fear. And, you know, one of the things you can do is just have breathing exercises. Hi, Brent. We're running just a little bit behind. Give me five minutes. You bet. Okay. Thank you. Why don't you check back in five? Okay. So, Piaola, Uh Fear is one of those things that just is not worth the time and is not worth the effort. So it's not something sh- people should really get into. Now, the other thing you should say, people should stay focused on the present. How do they do that?
1: Uh, this is a, a beautiful uh, thing to to really get conscious on uh, because I believe life is in the present. And even 80% of our time, we spend thinking in the past and our future, which is, in my opinion, wasted energy. The past does not exist anymore. The future al also not. So wonderful ways to stay in the present is, as you mentioned, meditation is a great tool because it forces you to sit with yourself in silence with your thoughts and you know, I was not fan of meditation in the past, but I have found uh, a great change once I tried it. I think it's something that you have to to build a little bit of discipline and love, and, and this this comes with the time.
0: Yeah, and I think people have to learn how to meditate because it is yeah. not a natural thing to shut off your brain that's doing so much all the time. Having your brain running at breakneck speed is usually what happens. So you got to be aware that that is something that goes on and you got to be aware that it is something that will keep going on if you don't quiet the brain a little bit and allow it to be more powerful
1: and it takes a, a lot of time and, and self-awareness, and also feel comfortable with the train of thought in the beginning. Let it happen. Let it um, is. I believe there are like collective thoughts trying to reach our brain antenna, and you can just let it cross. <laughs> and uh, and and learning to do that, it takes its time. It takes discipline, but uh, once you are into it, it, it's really a powerful weapon to just to feel the, what is really the now, the present, what's really existing at the moment.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, Paola, we're almost at our end of our time. And this show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life. So I want you to tell our listeners how you live a fantastic life
1: well uh, by basically by doing what i love um i i really pay a conscious attention to to what gives my real life meaning and and it's really following my heart following my intuition and it's it's basically listening to that inner self telling me yes do this do this and i do it i act despite of the fear and uh, that has led me uh, to wonderful uh, results and i i encourage everybody to, to do the same to, to don't be afraid to follow your heart your true self uh, that will come to you sooner or later <laughs> for sure and uh, just do it you know just just be yourself. Don't be afraid. Everybody else is taken anyway. So, <laughs> <gasps> Wonderful
0: statement. <laughs> Wonderful statement. Well, Piola, thank you for being here today. How can people get in touch with you if they'd like to?
1: Sure. Uh, well, I'm available in all the social media platforms. Uh, they can look for me just with my name, Paola Knecht, or also if they look at my Mind and. Coaching. then also they can reach me on my website. And the book you can find in Amazon.
0: Wonderful. And all this stuff will be in the show notes for anybody that's listening to this because it's all going to be there. And uh, thank you very much for being here today. You have elucidated a lot for our audience.
1: Thank you so much, Doctor. It was was really a beautiful conversation. Bye for now. Bye-bye.